Good morning. On this Thursday morning, welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday with the prophet Micah speaking unto and saying unto Ahab and to his prophets and to King Jehoshaphat, As the Lord liveth, what the Lord has said unto me, that will I speak. And of course, we had said the mark of a true prophet is that he will speak what the Lord says. Never contrary to his written word. And of course, it always comes to pass. So, looking at this scripture, Jehoshaphat was Judah's king that always relied on and depended on the Lord. And his way of depending on him, because the Holy Spirit had not been given like he has today, and God gives us the inner witness, he gives us the written word, he gives us these things to let us know what direction or what not to do or what to do. So it says in 1 Kings in chapter 22 in verse 15, So he came to the king and the king said unto him, Micah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle or shall we forbear? Micah answered him and said, Go, prosper. For the Lord shall deliver thee into the hands of the king. The the Lord shall deliver it into the hands of the king. And the king said unto him, How many times shall I adjure thee, that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? Verse 17. And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me, but evil? It's amazing when you reach a place in your life or a generation or a nation or the world where they'll call evil good and they'll call good evil. We live in that time today where people's minds are so messed up in believing the lies and the delusions, the deceptions, the seductions of the devil and the enemy that they actually believe that they're correct, even though they are 100% completely wrong. In their pursuit of trying to accomplish and do things to please their own selves, to cast God aside, literally hate Him and hate those that do good, will call good evil. And they will call the evil deeds that they accomplish, the evil deeds that they do, they will call them good because of the deception. The scripture says, and here is where we see the the whole thing unfolding. For not wanting to believe the truth according to the book, according to the New Testament, wanting to believe the truth. Instead, they believed the lie, then God will send them strong delusion. Now, this is talking about the Antichrist in the future. 
But even before that, people are in constant deception of believing the lies of the devil. doesn't matter whether it's a lie religiously, economically, politically, spiritually, whatever direction it goes. The enemy is a master of deception. Here in this book, we find an interesting story behind the scenes. Once again, we're given an opportunity to see behind the, the veil into the realm of the spirit and see the things that take place or are taking place or have taken place there. And this is one of those prime examples behind the scenes of what is taking place. It says, And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. All God's angels that do his bidding, all of them, his army. The prophet is saying, I've had, I've had an opportunity to see into the realm of the Spirit. And this is what God has allowed me to see. He said, And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth of Gilead? And one of said on this manner, and the other said on that manner. Verse 21, And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Now, this one is where it gets a little controversial in comprehending. Is it is it one of the angels, one of the ministering spirits? Or was this a, an evil spirit, an evil angel? Uh, that came before the presence of the Lord. Remember when Job uh, was accused before God, Satan came amongst the sons of God, most likely as an angel of light, disguised. And, it's, and, and basically he says, you know, Job basically does what he does because you're blessing him. God had already given a character reference of Job saying that his integrity and he, he hates evil. I mean, it was a tremendous, tremendous character sketch of his life. But the Bible says that the enemy is the accuser. In this case, the Lord was asking the question, who will persuade Ahab to go to battle, get himself killed, and basically, the prophecy that was foretold of him come to pass. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade him, and so prevail also, go forth and do so. Now therefore, behold, the Lord put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets. Notice the association of this spirit that was before the Lord. And notice what the Lord allowed in the mouth of these individuals. 
the lying spirit was going to be in the mouth of all 400 of these false prophets. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of these prophets, of these thy prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning thee. But Zedadiah, the son of Shemaiah, went and he smote Micah on the cheek, just like they did to the Lord Jesus Christ. And they told him to prophesy. Come on, prophesy. You're the king of the Jews. You're the Messiah. And they smote him for telling the truth. They smote him just for the sake of wanting to do it. And the Bible says that when he hit him, he said, Which way went the Spirit of the Lord from me? To speak unto thee. They, they were really criticizing him. They were making fun of him. Now this was not the first time that he has had to deal with these things. Remember when he had received a double portion from his predecessor, Elijah with a J. That there came out a group of young men, 40 some young men calling him Baldy, you know, go up, Baldy, go up, talking about his ability to be transported and be at one place, be going another, another place as the Spirit of God would take him as he had taken Elijah with a J. And basically he just said, let these individuals pay for it. And a she-bear came out and, and killed all 40 of them, or 40 plus, but it gets back to this of being persecuted for the sake of right, being persecuted for the sake of good, being persecuted just for the name of Jesus on our lips. Therefore, Micah said unto him, Behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. And the king of Israel said, Take Micah and carry him back into Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joash, the king's son. Remember, Joash is the one that later uh, is going to wind up also helping uh, or, or being helped by Joshua, by, by uh, Jehoshaphat. And it says here, Thus saith the king, put this fellow in the prison and feed him with bread, with the bread of affliction and with the water of affliction until I come in peace. Now remember, John the Baptist was a prophet and for speaking the, the truth uh, concerning Herod and his wife that he was thrown in prison and he actually lost his head for it. So, standing for that which is right, standing for that which is good, is basically dangerous, especially in the world that we live today, and especially even more so to the Christian. Now, there can be people that are good and not necessarily be Christians, and people may not take too kind to them, especially when they consider that good is evil, and evil is now good, the new norm for them. 
And then finally, in conclusion, it says in verse 28, And Micah said, If thou return at all in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, Hearken, O ye, every one of you. Now remember, in this story, King Jehoshaphat is a good king. Ahab had had been and is a very evil and wicked king, and especially because of Jezebel. But the prophet is there in the presence also of Jehoshaphat. And he still prophesies So then that means that Jehoshaphat heard what the true prophet had to say. But he doesn't say anything concerning Jehoshaphat, whether to go or not to go. Basically, Jehoshaphat had committed himself, or by thy words thou art taken, by thy words thou art snared. He said, "My, you know, I am like your people, your people are like mine, you know, we'll go with you to war. Even though he did ask that there be a prophet uh, to say something and give them direction. But Micah basically tells them, hey, you're going to lose the battle. You're going to die. And uh, Jehoshaphat, at one point when he saw the battle, that is really, really bad, uh, he took off. And even then Ahab was trying to make sure that he could survive and not, not be killed, but he was. If you read the rest of the story, you'll get to find out. But the main emphasis was on the ministry of the prophetic, the power and the influence that it has in guiding and leading a nation, a leader, and a people into the will of God or out of the will of God depending on how it is received, how it is rejected, to whom it is given. These things are of utmost importance to consider in our lives, especially when you consider the days that we live in today. Where is the prophetic voice of God for the body of Christ? They're out there, but not everybody is listening. Not everybody wants to hear what they say. Well, Consider this food for thought and for the imagination as we talk about David tomorrow when his uh, families and the families of those that follow him are taken from him and once again seeking the prophetic voice of God for direction. Thank you for joining us. The Lord richly bless you. Amen.